Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Odd Rod. What's happening, sir? We're talking about bad fads. <laughs> yeah, bad car fads. Horrible car trends. Some of the things, things people do to their cars. And we were talking, just a quick recap, rolling coal. We know that's bad. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about stuffed animals everywhere on the car. Fake portholes. Or anything that sticks on in general. Yeah, we got another one of those coming up. Uh, next up, how about plastic dip or rattle can paint jobs? I'm going to tell you something about plastic dip. This is what you should do with it. You know where they show you plastic dip in the pliers? Yeah. Period. Yeah. Nothing else. All right. So, Rat Rod guys, I'm going to give you guys a pass. If you're uh, spray bombing your 36 Dodge, you know, flat black, okay. All right. I'm with you. Cool. But let me also state, and I think we've said this before on this show, uh, 92 S10 uh, pickup truck that spray bombed flat black is not a Rat Rod. No, it's just a turd. It's just a turd. And that's part of them spray bomb jobs and rattle can jobs. Well, I mean, and even even Rat Rod's... But, you know, I mean, even the rat rod cars and all that stuff, these things are still painted with a paint gun. They're just using a flat or matte finish clear or a flat or matte oh, finish paint. It's not rattle can stuff. And, I mean, it kills. And it's not even a rat rod thing, the flat black thing. And, and that's another thing that's been took way out of context. I'm a bit of a hot rod historian. I've been around it a long time. And, you know, I've talked to several old timers. You know, in Hot Rod, and I've talked to them and heard about And, you know, there's nowhere in history of hot rodding that spider webs, rusty stuff was ever popular. If you drove a car in flat black primer, you were waiting to have it lacquer painted. Well, I don't see me. I'm different than you on that. I don't have a problem with the rat rod genre. I don't. I, I, I don't have a problem with it, but it's not. I love how they say it was traditional. No, it's not traditional. No, well, it's as traditional as what uh, the seventies, when uh, the the editor for Hot Rod magazine had his thirty two Ford. They never painted, and they just dubbed it the Rat Rod. Yeah, what is an original car? It was, and I understand that. Yeah, it's not a traditional by no means. And I mean, when you got guys using mailboxes and things like that, that's not that's not even remotely anything traditional. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with it. I love it actually. I, I think mean, it's, it's very neat. artistic. Yeah. But um, I mean, I'll look at it. As far as it being a traditional thing, no. But you know, plastic dip, God Almighty. I hate that stuff. I yeah. I mean, okay. I've seen people. You know, like higher end, you know, you do a Bentley or something, and you buy a Bentley and it's black and you want it flat blue, and you know, people wrap it or plastic dip it because you can't pull it back off. I'm okay with it. But when you go down to Walmart and pick up 18 cans of plastic dip to do your sweet ride, bro, in the backyard, um, yeah, no. I'm going to tell you something. If you plastic dip a Bentley, you're a moron. Nah, Just don't, I don't care what color it is. I agree with you there, but it's been done and it, you know, executed well. Well, it's not even cheap. I mean, it's expensive to do, and it looks like Fido's rear end. I mean, well, it's it looks it looks like plastic dip is what it looks like. It looks like the handle on a wrench. And I mean, it's just it's it's hideous. 
I yeah, I agree. I'm not arguing this fact at all. And while we're on the uh, while we're on the subject there, I think this falls in that hydro dipping. I love hydro dipping well, when tastefully hyd- done. You have hydro dipping when tastefully done and everything flows together. Don't have red carbon fiber over here, real flames over there, blue skulls over there. That's bad. That's a no no. Keep it all uni- you know unified and stuff. Yeah. Again, wraps. I'm a vinyl guy. That's all I do. But don't have leopard print over here and uh, zebra print over there unless you're going with a Madagascar theme. I'm with you on the hydro dip. And some of us took a little to the top, and some of it's very neat. I will. Well, I mean, I think Christy did a great job on the intake of my car. I, you know, it's carbon fiber. It's real dark. It's kind of hard to tell it. I think it looks great. You know, and I think accent pieces like that are awesome. But when you're taking it over the top, it's uh. I'm with you. I mean, you can be anything to death. I mean, any idea. Yeah, and I think plastic dip. I think rattle can paint jobs. I think that's one of them that has been beat to death. It has been. I mean, and even when I first saw it, I rolled my eyes. And while we're while we're on the subject of it, if your mod comes off a shelf of a parts store, that is not a mod. I'm going to go ahead and let you know that. Yeah, yes and no. You can make things off the parts store shelves. I've used things off parts store shelf to build cool stuff. But it's never once was a can of plastic dip to do it. <laughs> All right, next up. LED light bars. Now, eh, Odd Rod, step easy. <laughs> I like things that light up. Oh, I do too. I do too. And then let me disclaim here. If you're an off-road guy and you like going off-road and your thing's trail riding, that usually ends up happening at night because your buddy got stuck and you're out there in the woods or you're just riding at night. And you have light bars all over everything lighting up you know, the trail to make it look like daylight. Cool. All for it. Love it. Or if your thing is to build you a nice pavement princess, you know, big jacked up truck that's clean and everything, and you got on there for the look, great. All for it. But... When you're riding down the road in your 09 Tacoma sitting on stock wheels and you just got three of these things on and you're blinding everybody in the oncoming lane, my first thought is to swerve over and take you out. Really? Yeah, that's my first thought. I don't do that. You're so violent, Odd I uh, Yeah, road rage. <laughs> a little habit. The light bars go a little over the top. I mean, they're getting a little crazy with them. And they're even like the little small square ones. They're cutting holes in the bodies and putting them in. Yeah, they're using them as backup lights. You see that a lot, cutting out the back bumper. By the way, that helps out structurally. Add a light and stuff a bumper. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> but this is a this is a bad fad. I, you know, I think purposefully they're built well. I mean, I think they look good. I mean, I understand that. But if you ride around... And blinding people with them, that's bad. Yeah, that's not good. I actually think it's illegal, but I'm just saying. I mean, you know what I mean? It's, it's like anything. If it's used in a way, it could be a pain. And then, on top of that, you got your guys who have their $500 pickup truck with their $1,200 light bar on it. I'm with you. I think the, the perfect analogy for that, as an old friend used to tell me, son, you got a $500 saddle on a $50 horse. Exactly. And that's the problem. So, light bars, guys, take it easy with these things. You know what? If you got them, great. Don't drive down the road with them on. I think everybody can agree with that. I'm with you. So, we're okay. done with light bars. We're done with light bars. Oh. This one right here, <clears throat> this I, I got this. Odd Rod, you just sit back. All right. <laughs> We've all been riding down the road, and we see these stick figure families on the back oh, glass yeah. of a minivan. And there's nothing worse than seeing, like, 
You got the mama stick figure, you got the daddy stick figure, and you got about a half a dozen tricycle motor stick figures. <laughs> and then next thing you know, you're like, for for Pete's sake, I mean, like, get off that woman, man. Y'all get cable TV. I mean, do something other than make babies. I mean, little crib midgets. I mean, I'm talking about like curtain runners everywhere. And <laughs> and you know, the thing about it, it's wrong on so many levels. One. I like when you can see remnants of the dad scraped off. Well, if all the moms go on like open position, you know, whatever. But this is the thing that bothers me with this. And this is a bad in this because a lot of times they put the kids' names on them. Yeah, not only has this fad just become stupid, but well, now it's got actually retarded. Got, this, this thing's actually got people kidnapped. Yes. Um, all right. So, okay. All right. You got Jack and Jill, and they've got their uh, little tricycle motors. We're going to call them Steve and Susie. Now everybody knows everybody in your family and what you guys ride around in and, and knows them by name. That's right. Hey, and over to the right, we got our school decal of where little Jack and S- Sally go to school at. So now we know where to pick them up at, and we know them by name. First of all, we don't pick no kids up. Yeah, we don't. Second. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just a really bad idea. It's not safe. At all. I mean... Yeah. So for the children's sake, scrape this stuff off. I hate these things. Although there's some really funny ones there out there. There are some funny like, ones. With the Tyrannosaurus Rex eating the people. And now, if you want to do something like that, or just mix people up and like put like three full-grown women and like you with a big smiley face and you know do fun stuff. It's almost like real life. Twenty-seven dogs. Yeah. <laughs> You know, put 27 dollars, or the cat, the cat lady. The cat lady, oh, The cat man. lady one's great. Yeah, that's the one you don't mess with, guys. Like, you pull up to the red light with her, you just, like, you got tunnel vision. Don't look over. <laughs> but, yeah, guys, this this fad's not safe. I mean, honestly. You know, all jokes aside, it is not this a safe This actually could be really bad. So, take your razor blade. Scrape them off. And along with doing that, we're going to scrape over to some commercials. So, all right, guys. You've been listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 106.3. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Hot Rod, why are you so jumpy? <laughs> you skirt me. Skirt me. You mess with my heart palpitations. And stuffs. Yeah, pretty sure that's medical. All right, guys, we're talking about bad fads right now on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Don't like like we your hair? Or your lack thereof. <laughs> Don't hate on my fo- on my follicles, okay? I have great hair. All right, guys. I know, we're on, I know we're on radio and you guys can't see it, but let me describe my hair. It's like a lion's mane. Made of fire and gold. And a lot of hair product. Lots of product. <laughs> All right, guys. So we are. We're talking about horrible car fads. Um, nothing mixed up. This is a good one. Lamborghini doors. You know, when they first came out, that was the coolest thing ever. Every and expedition had them. Or Cadillac with them butterfly nose. <laughs> but the thing that was funny about it, though, it's, is, it's really a good idea. Until you see somebody try to get out of this car with oh. a limbo doors. Because the doors only open up about four inches. Yeah, it's like the worst thing ever. And, and what's great is like a lot of newer Lamborghinis don't even have Lambo doors on them. They just open normal. Well. Well played, Lamborghini. Well played. Well, it's kind of beat to death. And the cars aren't designed to be like that. And I mean, at first, it was a novelty. I mean, I'll be honest with you. It was like the LED underglow or the neon underglow yeah. lights then. And when they first came out, it was the coolest thing ever. Now it's like, yeah, not so much. Well, I mean, it's it's not probably. And they're very expensive. Yeah, they're like still like seven hundred to twelve hundred dollars in that range. And I mean, you see them after a couple of years, and doors don't close right anymore. Well, I've never seen I've up. never seen one that shut right yet. Yeah, I mean, these things are they're atrocious, really. 
I mean, there's nothing that says foreign luxury car like a Honda Civic with Lambo doors. You know what I'm saying. And I mean, it's cool. I mean, I understand stepping outside the box. I remember back in the mini trucking day, one of the coolest things I've seen, you know, suicide doors where the doors open backwards. He had his driver's door where it opened backwards, but the passenger door was regular. So the doors opened up like it was an open shot going straight through the truck. I'm going to tell you, uh, just my personal, and I don't, I like Lamborghinis and stuff. I'm a Countach fan from way back. But, I mean, having Lamborghini doors on a on like a Civic or Expedition, it's kind of like shotgunning a natty light at a black tie event. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just bad for business. It's just not good. It's just not real classy. Not at all. I, I don't know. It's, I, like, it's, like, it's the tuxedo t-shirt. Exactly. <laughs> of car mods. It's the tuxedo uh, t-shirt at a wedding. Yeah, it's, it's not good. It's not good. So let me I wore get... one of those in my wedding. What are you trying to say? That explains a lot. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. That explains a lot. All right, guys, so we're going to swap gears from Lambo doors. Hopefully, you'll keep them shut from here on out. And we're going to talk about some more 3M products. Well, what 3M 3M stuck to. 3M applied products. Yeah, 3M applied products. How about some fake hood scoops? Oh, Lord, there's nothing. This one I'm guilty of, I am sad to say. Young and dumb moment. I'm sorry. but I'm still young. Eh, relatively. Feel old, but no. You look it. (laughs) It's all this fur. On my face. <laughs> no, uh, fake hood scoops, man. Horrible, horrible this is, idea. This is bad. I mean, and I'll tell you, the, the thing is, they get bigger and bigger and well, bigger. I mean, how much air does a 1.5-liter four-cylinder really need? Well, the bad thing is, it's not even sucking no air, because they're not even open. There's no, no hole in the No, it's like you're you just... cramming hair to, uh, air to your hood. Well, it's not even that. A lot of them aren't even open in the center, which is the <laughs> worst part. It's just like a hump that kind of looks like it would have a hole in it. This is horrible. And I'll tell you what's worse is because of their popularity, which blows my mind, a lot of car makers put fake ones on the car already. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is bad. Well, I mean, and then. It's just a spiral downhill. It's just so bad. Yeah. So bad. I love the ones like the guys that try to look like Paul Walker's Eclipse from Fast and Furious, and they stick them on the roof of their car. Yes. Please. Someone from Car Magic Movies explained that to me. Why does your roof need a hood scoop? What? Why does it need like a little snorkel on it? Yeah, Is little... it going scuba diving? Yeah, I mean, I love the Fast and Furious franchise, but there are some questionable things. There are in... some very questionable things all around that green eclipse. First of all, I love how nitrous oxide becomes flammable and the car explodes. Yeah, because I don't know if you know this or not, but nitrous oxide actually is not flammable. I mean, that's kind well, of a misperception. But Well, that, and I'll tell you something else about, you know, like the floorboard flies up in it. I still haven't figured that out yet. Uh, yeah, bolts just and back out, floorboard flies out. And then know. Vin Diesel jumps in and his feet aren't hitting the ground, which is still blows my mind. I'm surprised that car didn't have Lambo doors on it. I'm telling you. But it did have a stuck-on hood scoop on the roof. Actually, it was molded in, but still, it was still pretty rough. (laughs) All right, guys, so uh, if you rip your fake hood scoops off, we can get to this one. Rip off the fake badges, too. All right. Now, Odd you're guilty of this one, too. Not really. So you're telling me they made a 63 Bel Air SS? Uh, Okay, you're going to go there on me, aren't you? You did it, didn't you? Yeah, same car got the fake hood scoop. There's I'm no, seeing a pattern of that no time frame in my life. There's no limitations on tacky, son. <laughs> but yes, this is bad. Don't up badge a Bel Air to an SS. It's not an SS. Never was There's one. no such. No. I mean, if you drive around in a Malibu, although they did make SSs, don't up badge it to a Chevelle. It's not a Chevelle. Own your Malibu. Well, you know, there's nothing. You know, if you're, if you're in uh, badging or building a clone, it's fine. 
but I hate horribly done ones. Right. Just the emblems don't cut it. Right. Yeah, see, if I just took my Bel Air, pulled all the Bel Air badges off, put Impala ones on there, although they didn't make a four-door Impala SS, I don't think. I'm sure I'm sure one one or two fell through the cracks. But still, if I'd have badged two in Impala, a little bit better. Well, an Impala and a 63 Bel Air are two totally different cars, technically. Body-wise, yes, they're the same. All the chrome's different. Exactly. Tail lights are different. Yep. I mean, it's it's way more nimble. Than well, I'll give you I'll give you a for instance, the back of a '63 Bel Air has two tail lights only, no backup lights. The Impala nothing. has six. Exactly. Well, yeah, has four, two on each side. Right. Whereas the Impala has three, you get backup light in the center. A Bel Air did not have that. Exactly. So I mean, and there's a lot of things. You know, I see. I'm a big fan of the B body cars, of course. And you got your Impalas, and then you got your Caprices. Well, you know, a lot of people throw Impalas, uh, Impala badges on their Caprice and call it that. It takes way more than that. Now, although they did share the same drivetrain, you're talking it's about... It's the same body. Well, it's the exact same body. But you're talking about different moldings, different interior altogether, different wheels. A lot of times uh, the Caprices had uh, drum brakes in the rear, and the Impalas got disc. I mean, don't try to make it something it's not. And, um, and I mean, since the beginning... People of uh, badge cars. Oh, I, I mean, it's a con- and then you got like the Dodge guys. They do it, you know. And then you got the Ford guys. And this is the thing. All right, I'm gonna pick on my pony pals for just a minute. <laughs> Why must we put a snake on everything we own? Exactly. What's wrong with a GT Mustang? I mean, I mean that's cool in itself. I think a GT Mustang is is neat. And then you put those snakes on it. If you have a real Cobra, it's great. That's cool. But don't make everything a Cobra. Everything is a Cobra. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the same in the GM land because Chevy has made some SS Silverados and, you know, some SS SUVs, the uh, Trailblazers. Now everybody puts SS badges on everything. Well, I mean, like I said, pretty the other sure day, I seen a Corvette SS the other day. Well, that's horrible. <laughs> I seen an S10 Blazer SS the other day, and I'm like, really? I mean, you should have cycloned it or typhooned it. No, what they should have trash can that idea. Yeah. It was horrible. And, I mean, they usually, you know, the attempts just, they fail miserably. They do. Speaking of failing miserably, we got to take a break. (laughs) Let's fail on this uh, show and go to commercial and pay for some bills. That's right, guys. You're listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour right here on 106.3. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hours. Rob Pitts. Hot Rod. What's going on, sir? I tell you what, we're talking about these bad fads. Horrible things that people... I would rather someone slap my mama than some of the stuff that people do to their cars. It drives me insane. You want someone to smack your mom? That's not cool at all. I won't feel a little sick about my mom. She's about 5 foot 10 and she can hold her own. I promise you. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Well, this one, this next one, this is is a biggie with me. Oh, mom, she she, she was raised on the bad side of the trailer park. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I've been there. This next one... I live there. (laughs) This next one really bothers me. This one aggravates me, and I think everybody but the guys driving these trucks, I think this one bothers. The Carolina Squat. Okay. You don't see it so much around the upstate. You see it a little bit. You do see it a little bit. But if you go, go down, to Walmart, if you go to Myrtle Beach, oh God. You cannot live in Horry County without having the Carolina Squat. Like, you buy your four-wheel drive truck, you and get half a lift kit. I don't know if these kids, like, are stealing invisible trailers 
or you know if they can't afford but the hauling front, invisible loads of concrete in the bed or if they can't afford but half of a lift kit I'm, not, I'm really not sure i thought about starting a gofundme page to help these kids buy lift kits for the back i mean it's only blocks and shackles i mean what i mean how, how back much, could it possibly be right i mean i think like 30 or 40 bucks a kid i mean i think we can help out that's what i'm saying i think we need to call sarah mclaughlin up and <laughs> we need we need your help sarah the dogs are <laughs> doing okay <laughs> No, I'm just, I mean, I'm saying. It's horrible. And I mean, and the thing is, I mean, you see Tahoes and Blazers and pickup trucks. I'm talking about nice trucks, too. We're not talking about just trash. We're talking about, you know, $50,000, $60,000 trucks running around doing the Carolina squat. Yes, and now it makes these trucks look ugly as squat. Well, the, and the thing is, I mean, what is it serving? Nothing. It's got, I mean, one, it's got to be hell to drive. You're looking straight up in the sky. Driving up the road. Yeah, it can't be safe. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, you're like looking straight up in the air. And then on top of it, I mean, like off-roading. I think I found the solution. I think I know why. What's that? Evidently, all these new kids are pretty short because, you know, they're so young and everything. A little 15-year-old daddy bought them a cool truck and everything. Lifted half of it because that's all he could afford after buying the truck. So all these short kids said... Daddy said, what side of the truck do you want lifted? And they're like, the front. And he said, well, why? And he said, that way I can go around and still use the bed because I'm so short. That's the only reason. I just think it's because they're morons. That might be it, too. I think this is a simpler solution. Anyhow, guys, this fad sucks. Like, it's horrible. It, it's, it's terrible. But it does have a cool backstory. i done a little research on this one. And I was like, why has this become a thing? So I had to know. So I went digging. You know me. I like digging. I like finding out the history of things. This one actually does have a cool history. So I'm going to take you to Palatka, Florida. Palatka, Florida. That is one vacation destination I've never heard of in Florida. And probably for a good reason. This is a small town in Florida. So back in the 70s, you know the old Cool Spring Ford trucks? Yeah. All right. So this was a cool thing. So you'd buy your Cool Spring Ford truck back in the 70s, two-wheel drive trucks, and these were very popular. So commonly what people would do is either flip or swap the front I-beams to get lift out of them, um, especially in four-wheel drive. That's how they'd lift the trucks. Right. Well, they did two-wheel drive as well. What this was so they'd make it like a pre-runner. Exactly. So what this would do is it would give you about six inches of lift in the front of the truck. And, you know, the way it teeters, it would give you about three or four inches of drop in the rear. Now, you weld up your Ford 9-inch, you run 410 gears, 40-inch tall tires, uh, nine inch by flies up front, and guess what you got? You basically have built a tractor. But the cool thing is, when you launch it and it hooks, you're carrying the front tires. You know, when you say welding up the gears, you know what they're talking about when they say that. Oh yeah, you're welding destroying up the, a truck. No, we're not destroying a truck, but that's old hot rod thing. You're actually welding up the spider gears. Exactly. So technically, it's like a go kart now. You have a live axle. Yes. Yes. And it's live going around turns. Oh, you'll hear them chirp. Right, 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 right. Yep. Oh, Lord, it's horrible. And if, it, if the spider gears ever break apart, you're in a world of hurt. Yeah, but that's what people would do this. And it was actually called the Palatka lean for the longest time. Somewhere it went up the eastern seaboard a little bit and got adapted here. And now it's everywhere. I'm telling you, we got to do something about this epidemic. But it was actually it was actually a cool thing when it started. I mean, they were building these trucks to carry the wheels to have fun on Friday nights. I mean, that's what they were doing. And now it's led to just a horrible fad. And now these things like carry no weight. Yeah. Now they, Although it does look like they do carry weight, but they don't. Yeah, they do nothing. They serve absolutely no purpose and look terrible. Please, God, let this fad stop. Please. 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 You don't look cool.
at all. We're laughing at you, actually. Here's one right here, and you're guilty of this one, too. I don't know. You've checked just about every block off this list. Uh, this one I'm not guilty of. This one I'm the founding father of. Oh, I'll get Lord. to that in a second. All right. Grand Sports Stripes. We've all seen them. On Corvettes. On Corvettes, because there is a Grand Sport Corvette. All right, now let me give you a little history on this. The two stripes on the front fender of every car conceived now. Or as my dad calls them, rookie stripes. And there's an odd reason for that, too. All right, so the year was 1963. The car was the 363 Corvettes they used during the Grand Sport race. This is way before we even knew what a Grand Sport Corvette was. This is a Grand Sport race. Now, these three vets ran uh, another race that year called the Bahama Sports uh, Sports Car Race. To boot, these stripes that they put on these cars were duct tape, red duct tape. But what they did is one car had one red stripe, one car had two red stripes, and one car got three red stripes. Reason being is the cars looked all identical. These cars were built to promote GM in racing, the Corvettes in racing. So... What they did is they did separate stripes on each one, so the driver knew which car was his to go get in. That's why it's a rookie stripe. They couldn't put his name on it? I guess not. So he knew that he was in the car with one stripe, or he was in the car with three stripes, or however it worked. So that's where the Grand Sport Stripes came from. That was 1963. You fast forward to 1996, and Corvette paid homage to that with the 96 Grand Sport putting the dual stripes on the driver's side fender. That was the first time it was seen since 63. Now you see Grand Sport stripes all, you know, on the Corvettes. They have one, you know, Grand Sport Corvette every year and it gets the same stripes and it's paying homage to that. Now here's the problem. People have put these things on Jeep Cherokees, Ford Mustangs, and Palisades. I'll get to that. Crown Vicks. I mean, every Hondas, every conceivable car imaginable. C4 Corvettes. Yeah, I'm guilty as you are. Actually, they did come on C4 Corvettes. Well, yeah, I mentioned the 96, but you, you did a little newer one. But that anyhow. was a 96. Oh, yours was a 96? Mm-hmm. Okay. Good job. Good job. You stuck true. But these these stripes have ended up on every car. Conce- I, like, I was literally in Texas. How about every Dodge? Yeah. I'll get to that one, too. I was in Texas and seen a Jeep Cherokee. With Grand Sport stripes on it. And I'm like, what? What? Uh, th- th- don't make sense. All right, so here's the deal with this. I did. I had a 96 Impala SS, and my thing was, everybody says, oh, they got Corvette motors. Not exactly true. They uh, they do share an LT1. It's a, steel, it's a steelhead LT1. It's steelhead LT1. They do share the same block as you know a Corvette does. But everybody thinks, you know, this is a luxury Corvette. And that's the way a lot of people looked at those cars back then. It's a luxury Corvette. It's got the motor in it, blah, blah, blah. And they are. They're great cars. Well, my thought was, I said, hey, I'm going to make something cool here. I want to build a cross-flag edition Impala SS. So I did. I embroidered the, I took the SS headrest out. I did cross-flags there. I did cross-flags on the brake calipers. It went through the whole car. Took all the SS badging off, all the Impala badging, all the Chevy badging off. So basically... I built a clone four-door vet, and it had Grand Sport stripes on it. Well, I was the first person I know to do that. Do you realize that the first Impala SSs had cross flags on them? Yeah. Yeah, I In the 60s. Yeah. So it was, it was kind of like a throw-in to that, too. But, so I did this, and since then, I've seen these things everywhere. This is not cool. Then Dodge got the bright idea and said, hey, this looks good. Everybody's doing it to their cars, just like the fake hood scoops. They said... Hey, let's put Grand Sport stripes on everything. 
They even got it in their logo. Yeah. They yeah, their, their logo has literally changed. Now I'd like to think I started that. I can't say that for sure. But this is a bad fad. These these stripes don't belong on everything. They honestly they just belong on Corvettes. You know, I think some of the Dodges is okay. It fits, but there's some things, yeah, you need to leave them home. The Jeep Cherokee, for sure. <laughs> the Crown Vic, for sure. Yes. I'll even say the Impala SS, leave them off. What? Yeah, oh, yeah, I'll say it. I mean, unless you're it's going... all your fault, Odd Rod. You started this fad. you got to finish it off. Yeah, I started it. Now end it, please, for the love of God, end this fad. All right, we finished that off. Yes. No more rookie stripes. No. All right, guys, I tell you what, you want to stick around. we got a great segment coming up. How many times have you looked on Craigslist for the best muscle car? I think every time I'm in the bathroom. I tell you what, I <laughs> love looking at Craigslist. Well, me and Odd Rod like to play a little game. And we like to challenge each other. Who you can just find... ignored what I said, too. Yes, I know. No, no, I ignored it for a reason. Craigslist, we have a challenge. I know we have a challenge. Just finding a girlfriend for Friday night. I don't need to find a date for Friday night. And I sure don't need to find it on Craigslist. <laughs> I tell you what, though. We do a Craigslist challenge. We go back and forth all the time for different things. Yeah, we do this all the time. It's and actually it's, good it's, fun. It's actually a fun game. Sometimes we even do this at the car show, sitting in, event, in the event trailer. If you ever see me in Odd Rod with her nose stuck in her phone, we're on Craigslist. It's a, it's a fun time, and I tell you what, we're going to have a lot of fun with this, and we'll give you all the details coming up next, right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. On 106.3. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Rod Rod! What's going on, man? Are you ready for a challenge? Yeah, my heart's running now. I'm I good. tell you what, earlier today, I sent old Odd Rod a text message, and I said, Odd Rod! Yes, sir? I got a challenge for you. And I typed back, challenge accepted. That's right. Grow some hair. Man, you're out. It came out of my chin. Yeah, really. Grow some there. You got me there. You got me there. <laughs> but my challenge was to get on Craigslist and find locally the best muscle car. And we, and we like, heck, anybody can find a muscle car on Craigslist. Right. Running and driving pre-1973. And for under eight k For under $8,000. It's harder than you think, guys. So, Odd yep. Rod, won't you tell them what you came up with? I think I found Jim. This bad boy runs and drives, not the prettiest looker in the world, um, but it has no brakes. So it runs and drives, it just ain't stopping. See, now it's not roadworthy. Oh, you can stand on it. Um, How about, you know, a 350 engine under the hood, 350 turbo trans, so you know it's going to be a good runner. Uh, Great car. I mean, I think it's a great car. How about a 1968 Pontiac Firebird? Mm, Let's see the fire chicken. There it is. Okay. It had a vinyl top on it and yeah. they pulled it off. Yeah. And it looks rusty. But you know, it's not bad. It's not is it really So you can tell from that Craigslist picture from twenty feet away that the top ain't bad. Yeah, it looks like surface rust. It, it don't look bad. Have you ever peeled the vinyl top off a car before? I have actually. But you, I, that's not that's not chocolate syrup. But under I mean there. I, come on, dude. A sixty eight fire fire chicken, I mean, come on. They are neat. I mean, and, this is the thing I think and if you about. didn't like the Firebird thing, I mean, how easy is it to swap it, uh, swap it over to the Camaro parts? Let's see. All you got to do is change the taillight panel, the right. quarter panels, the fenders, well, the hood. Obviously, it's rusted out, so we got to do that anyhow. Yeah, the quarters, the hood. Basically, everything that's good on the car, we got to cut off of it and then put a new roof line on it, and then you can make it a Camaro. But I mean, how, how often have you seen a green fire chicken? I'm with you. I mean, uh, I mean there's nothing wrong with a 68 Firebird that doesn't stop. But... At the price tag, 
How much is it? 5K. 5K, which so I, you got money in the bank. I got money in the bank, okay, and I know I can talk him down off that 5K. You, I know I can get that car at 4500 without a redeemed, shadow of a doubt. So, so you redeemed yourself. So surely I, for $3,500, we can put Woes on a 68 Firebird. Exactly. I mean, you can put Will Woods on there at that point. And not have any money left over. I'm with you there, but I'm saying you got a good mod to start. See, see, I'll run to, I, I, that's what I love about you, because you see that diamond in the rough. Oh, yeah. I mean, how often... You know, are you able to buy a 68 Firebird and then, you know, at a good price? I mean, you know, a lot of people have $5,000 lying around. Not me, but a lot of people are able to go and buy something like that. But this car restored, you're talking, what, $30,000, $40,000? After you spend thirty or 40000 on it. I'm with you there, but it is a return on investment as well. I, I mean, mean, And it is. It's a desirable car, and you do not see a lot of 68 Firebirds. So, I mean, you know, and I think, and honestly, if you look through the pictures, and he's got some close-up pictures And I personally the think it would be a sin to make it a Camaro. I would leave it a Firebird. I would leave it a Firebird, too. But, I mean, if you look through the pictures, and he's got, you know, detailed pictures in the ad on the, you know, the top. It's not that bad. It does have some areas that need to be took care of, well, obviously, around the rear window, where any car with a vinyl top is going to get well, it. Well, that's just early F-body problems in general. Exactly. Well, those cars are prone to rust anyway, but... But, I mean, a running and driving, I mean, it's you a, know, brake issue, a, but a running and driving 68 Firebird for a, 5K... What's it, a 46, 47-year-old car? I mean, Exactly. I mean, I I think... I mean, I don't know. This thing just screams America. It screams muscle car. It has the look. You know, it's odd color, which I kind of like that, too. You know, it's kind of like your dad's vet. Um, I kinda, It's got something going for it. It just caught your eye. It did. I, I think it'd be a great I think, car. I think it was those uh, those five-hole inkies. You know, the five-hole the, 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 the Indy 500 inkies. The five-hole inkies would have to go. Although they're clean on the car, I, they, yeah, they'd have to leave. It screams like, hey, 1985. It screams like, yeah, 85, drag strip, good times. But, yeah, that's probably yeah. the last time the car hit the road, too. But other than that. So it runs, doesn't stop. Runs, drives. Body work, full restoration. Uh, yeah, well, so the you, interior looks pretty good on it. Okay, so a full exterior reno- restoration, and it needs brakes. Yeah, it needs brakes. So, I mean, but I mean, you got a little bit of money in the bank to go ahead and get you started. At least make it roadworthy to enjoy the car. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I think it's good. All right. So, let me tell you what I found. What did you find? You know me. I do. I'm an early Chevelle guy. You are? I love 65 Chevelles. 65 yes. Malibus. I love them. You know, eight thousand. You can't go get a Malibu SS. It's just not. No, happen. sir. You can't find one in the woods for AK. Right. But I can get the next best thing. You can get its retarded cousin. No, it's not. It's not that. <laughs> How about a sixty-five El Camino? Like I said, it's retarded. Let me it's see utility. this utility. Okay, look. Let me read. Nope, nope. Let All me right, read, read to you read, first. Read, read me the ad. All right, nineteen sixty-five El Camino. Fresh built 350 with cam, fresh built 350 turbo transmission, 2100 stall, which is basically a regular stall converter, 373 gears with a Detroit locker, new shocks, bucket seats with a B&M shifter, new dual exhaust, new headers, new mufflers, no power steering, no power brakes, all brakes are new, rally wheels, new. And it comes with a fiberglass cowl induction hood on it. And it's also recently been painted. All right. Let me interject if you don't mind. Let me interject. All right. I think you found an awesome find. And for an entry-level hot rodder, I think you got you a great You can drive it car. to a cruise in tonight. Exactly. You can drive it to a and show. And the interior's been done in it, too. All right. I think you found an awesome car. 
But here's the problem. Look at all of what you get for your money versus what I get. That's because of the value of these cars over the longevity. Elko's just, they haven't found their sweet spot yet. I'm not saying it won't happen. But with the right details, that's still an $18,000 car. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this thing's gorgeous. And the thing is, you spend $4,000 on that, and you're in that realm. All right, now what's going on with the hood here? The hood's not painted. The hood's not painted. The rest of the car is painted. The car's orange. It looks good. It does have, like, the Corvette um, rallies on it. Rallies on it. It needs the center caps. But, I mean, all in all, I mean, it is. It's a gorgeous car. And when I see it for the price, and the best part is the price on this. How much is it? They're asking $7,500 for it. So you know you can pick it up for seven. Thereabouts, you would say. But, I mean, and that's the big thing about it is, you know, you can drive it to a cruise in tonight. Yeah, and, and have a cool car. And, I mean, and not a whole lot of money in it. And if you pull from our bad fads list and, you know, spray bomb the hood flat black for the time being, it won't look half bad. Or you can just leave it in white gel coat. Yeah, you know? I'd, leave, I mean, I'd leave it in white gel coat. But, I mean, you paint the hood on it, you know, maybe put you a nice set of mags. I'm not the biggest rally fan in the world. Yeah, I, th- I think I'd hunker but, it down on some 1820s. And, put uh, you a nice set of mags on a ride. I, yeah, I, you know, and like you said, for well, since, since you're not stopping, I can borrow your Indy 500s off your Firebird and put them on my El Camino, and you can ride with me to the cruise in. <laughs> well, maybe while we're going to the cruise in, since you're driving a truck, um, we can go by the parts store and pick up some brake products and put it in the bed. That's exactly. See, and carry, we can help each other out. <laughs> and carry back, and then I can, I can start up my Firebird. But that just goes to show you guys, I mean, you can get in this hobby a lot cheaper than you think. And, I mean, there's really good deals out there. Oh, yeah. You know, and Rob and I will always pick each other. I don't care what we're choosing. But these are two actually, you know, great cars. I don't even know the guys that are selling them. Ain't even tried to contact them. But, you know, for the money on these cars, these are two awesome cars. I mean, if you were looking for a project or you're looking for that money. And that's the fun thing about that El Camino. It's it's not really a project. I mean, it's something you 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 can get in and go it. And you can kind of piddle with it as you go and make it your own. And then on the flip side, if you're a little more hands-on, you got the tools, you got the time to do this, and the budget, obviously. I mean, the Firebird is a great pickup. Exactly. I mean, it really when's, is. When's the last time you've seen a 68 Firebird, period? I, you know, around here, I can't say I have. And if I, if I have seen one, it's been rather elusive because I haven't seen it much. I mean, they're great cars. Well, yeah. I mean, and, and that's the thing. You know, the El Caminos, they're not exactly Firebird cool. But great entry level cars. Oh, oh yeah! For a first time hot rodder, and then for the budget, I mean, you can't beat it. And then both of these cars have a cool factor to them. You know, people like Detroit Speed make suspension components for both of these cars, and you can build a really nasty pro touring car of either one of well, these. Well, see, cars. the cool thing about El Camino is it's virtually a '65 Chevelle. Exactly, that's all it, it is. It is with a truck bed, so a little lighter in the rear. I mean, so you know, you got to fight that. But other than that, I mean... It's everything Chevelle. It, it is. It's it, From, I'd say, door jams forward, it's Chevelle. I'm telling you what, I'd ride. Well, I'll tell you what, you're talking about all these old cars. I think it's time for me to go out and go riding around in one, because you know what? We've been talking for about two hours now. Well, while my pace car is sitting in the shop, I'm going uh, to hop over in the passenger seat of your Chevelle and roll with you. Sounds like a plan. Guys, you've been listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour right here on 106.3. W- we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.